are Locked On Louisville, your daily podcast on the Louisville Cardinals. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, everyone? Welcome in to another episode of the Locked On the Louisville Podcast. I'm your host, Dalton Pence. We have a special guest with us on the set today. Um, I welcome in founder of Cardinal Sports Zone, Jeremy Wallman. 55, what's going on, man? What's up, my man? It was kind of hard for me to not take over the intro. You started, I was like, wait a minute, that's my job. But uh, no, I'm happy to be on here tonight. I uh, think we're going to have a good time. And I can tell you right now, we've already had, people love the podcast we recorded on our own the other day. Uh, already had the most 24-hour listens in the podcast history. So I appreciate you for being there the other night. And we yeah. obviously had some interesting things to say. So <laughs> yeah, it was viral. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk a little bit about some of those things. No B-SIM intro on this podcast. Uh, definitely be sure to check out all of the CSE podcasts. Um, with Jeremy today, we will talk a, a couple things. Louisville football will answer the question, is Central Florida a must-win? Uh, we'll transi- transition into what constitutes a successful season in terms of wins for this Louisville football program. And then finally, we will answer the question, how we both feel about the state of the program. Before we get into the content of today's show, like I mentioned, my name is Dalton Pence. I'm a credential media member for Cardinal Sports Zone, where I serve as a football beat writer and a recruiting analyst. Also do some backup PA announcing work for the university in sports like lacrosse, field hockey, baseball, soccer, etc. You can follow the podcast Twitter page at LO underscore Louisville, and my personal one is at DPence underscore. Before we get into the content, I want to give a quick shout out to the Locked On ACC podcast hosted by Candace Cooper. Be sure to follow that on the Odyssey app or wherever you like to get your podcasts. Let's hop right on into it, Jeremy. Uh, like I mentioned, we're here with Cardinal Sports Zone founder and the one of the best Twitter followers for the Cardinal Twitter sphere, Jeremy Wallman. And I've got to ask because this is a game that you know we've talked about um, being termed as Mississippi light by some people, um, and I don't necessarily think as drastic as many do and I know you don't either but I guess we have to answer the question is Central Florida a must win for Louisville in week three well Dalton I'll just tell you this it just depends on which side you're if you're looking at it like a a logical person is we could lose this one and 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 potentially win out so it wouldn't matter in the big scheme of things but I think for the sanity of the fan base uh, yeah I think it's a must win because you lose this one you're sitting at one and two with the hungry. You're going to play at Florida State the next week. They just got embarrassed <laughs> by uh, JCTCS last week. And, <laughs> and um, then they proposed. Yeah. He should have proposed a win. That's what he should have done. <laughs> but uh, I think for the fan base, I'm going to put it that way. For the fan base, it's absolute, absolutely a must win. In the grand scheme of things, and until we get down to the end of the, the rope, no, it's not really a must win, in my opinion. Then again, I have noticed, and, and I think you'll agree, the opinion of people who have never played the sport or have only extremely supported it has been a lot different than the people who have played the sport or are a little bit more logical thinkers. So, and that's not right. that's not a, a a knock on anybody. I'm just it's calling like you say it. Yeah, yeah. So let me ask you this as kind of like a follow-up to it. Is there any result? So let's say that Louisville plays pretty decent. They um they kind of improve in some ways that we've been kind of asking them to. The offense looks a little better in the first half, but they still lose. 
let's say by, you know, less than, you know, seven points, is it still, you know, considered a must-win game? Do we still look at it as drastically as we do if we do end up losing this game, but we look a lot better in the process? Does that kind of take away a little bit of the, the, um, the hesitancy and the hostility of the fan base? I would I, only for the people that that are willing to wait for improvement and change. For the people that's already, we got one member on the website that's been ready to fire set since <laughs> the second quarter, first quarter of the Mississippi game. But uh, I, I think, but but the pro, here's the problem: the only thing that needs to drastically change is the, is the football IQ of a certain position on our team. Uh, he's got to. Uh, He's got to hit what I mean. I went back and watched today, and there were nine plays where we either ran for small yards, uh, were stopped for no gain, and there were wide open dudes all the way down the field. And uh, you just got to be able to go through your progressions. And that's something that when we saw Malik two seasons ago, he did decent. We're like, well, good. He's doing it decent this year. We won eight, seven, eight games. Next year, he should get better. Well, he didn't get better last year. He regressed. So then, then the talk of the town was, well, he's got better over the summer. So everybody was hyped. Uh, you know, everybody was excited. And it, it, I haven't seen it yet. But again, to, as I try to tell everybody, it's been two games. It's a very right. small sample size. Of course. It's a microcosm of the entire situation. It's very possible he balls out the rest of the year and everybody's like, hey, well, I mean, like, the, I think it was you that mentioned it. We started out the one season at 0-3. And when yeah. that, was that the year that – That was, on, that was this – no, that was this first year. This was the – that's the year we went, we beat Texas A&M and the Music City Bowl. Yes, you're right. Okay. So, it was the year before. But we ended up having a decent season that year. But people still weren't jumping off a cliff at 0-3. I don't remember it anyway. It wasn't no. this bad. This is the worst it's ever been. Yeah, I mean, I, I think the expectations were a little different as well. We had just come off of a, um, a embarrassing loss, so to speak, against Georgia in the Belk Bowl with um, Kyle Bowen and that kind of revolving door at quarterback. So I think a lot of fans really didn't know what to expect, um, you know, especially because, you know, this was pre-Lamar or pre-Lamar's breakout campaign. So I think the expectations were um, a little at bay, so the hostility wasn't necessarily there. Um when I look at this Central Florida game, I don't necessarily think, you know, like you, I don't think that it's a must win per se in terms of the rest of the schedule. I think it could do a lot of wonders in terms of boosting morale if they were to win this game. But um, for the fan base's sake, um, they're ready to, um, you know, fire everybody seemingly. Um, so uh, personally, I think if they lose this game, then Florida State becomes a must win game. So I think it's kind of a two part thing. But um, let's kind of, you know, just touch very lightly on the Central Florida game in terms of what Louisville needs to do. Obviously, we talk about better quarterback play, but to come out victorious against, we're going to call them the Golden Knights um, on every opportunity we can, um, so to speak. What does Louisville need to do well outside of the quarterback play to ensure that they come out victorious at Cardinal Stadium on Friday? Well, for me, it's easy, and it's all on the defense. Uh, As much as I hate to say that, We've got to contain the quarterback. The, the kid is sneaky. I was talking He's to one good. of the coaches earlier, and I called him slow fast because the dude, uh, sort of like Evan Connolly did against Wake Forest, he broke – there were several plays against Boise State and against uh, Walgreens University. But, but then Cookman. 
Uh, Walgreens University. Where he just busted out a little bit. The next thing you know, he's 30 yards down the field. Um, it, so it's not anything where he's just like this elite mobile quarterback. Right. But people forget about him. They don't contain him. And he just he just runs down the field. So it's key that we contain the quarterback and we limit a lot of people are like, we got to limit the big plays. Well, they don't make a lot of big plays. It's just a lot the of dink and dunks. Or the dink and dunks, like we discussed last night. Mm-hmm. And uh so I get our zone defense needs to be uh, on point to stop and, and make them throw it because we got guys back there that can pick it off. Yeah, I mean we saw it, we saw it against Eastern Kentucky. We have Absolutely. we definitely we have a we have a in my opinion, we have a top three cornerback in the ACC. There's a reason why Mississippi didn't throw his way. But um, so Central Florida on Friday night could do some wonders for the schedule remaining. Uh, before we talk about what to expect in terms of a successful season for the cards, let's talk a little bit about bet on the line. Uh, we're back and better than ever with all eyes on the gridiron as teams are back on to start another football season. As always, bet on the line is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action. With a new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests, betonline.ag continues to be the number one source for everything football. Be sure to head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus. That's double your initial deposit just for signing up. Don't forget to use the promo code NFL100. From football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. So we're here with Cardinal Sports Zone founder Jeremy Wallman talking a little bit about Louisville football. I want to talk. We we talked about this game coming up against Central Florida. I want to talk about the season as a whole and kind of what constitutes a successful season. Obviously, you're not going to get one answer across the fan base because you have your you have your Debbie Downers, you have your Sunshine Pumpers, and then you have the rational people like you and I, or like I think you and I. Um, in my opinion, and correct me if I'm wrong, I, the rest of the year, I'm <laughs> I, I think personally, you know, I've been saying ever since the even before the season started, the expectation and what constitutes a successful season is at least a bowl appearance. It at least becomes six games. I think it's fair with the talent on this team. You know, they've talked this team up. So I think, you know, it's only right to have this team go, you know, into a, um, a bowl game, especially with how down the ACC is. Is that kind of some of the vibes you're getting as well? Or do you have a, a different opinion? No, I, I I have a different perspective. I, I, I agree with you. If we go to a bowl game, that's a successful season. But it, it's funny when you think about how impatient and, and almost to an extent juvenile some of the fan base has been, their worst case scenario is us going to a bowl because that means we're going to keep sat around another year. No, I didn't think about that. Sure. Three losses, three wins, and – no, no, that, that'll make them happy. Uh, so, no, I think – and I'm going to go on record saying if you win six or more games, that's the Mendoza line there. Six or more games, he's, he's retained back. six or less. Unless he leaves on his own, he's back. Which is a possibility. Of course. I mean, we've both heard that, like, he's – If he wins – if I mean, if he wins seven – possibly, I'm not saying it's, you know – you know, likely to happen. But if he wins eight games, I mean, you have to think some team's calling about him in the, so to speak, area that some people are inclined to believe that he will leave for. Well, especially when when the fan base is turned against them. And when I say that, I don't mean the entire fan base. A good amount, uh, though. Again, social media is such a small microcosm of the entire, uh, you know, spectrum of people on earth. 
A lot of people think that social media is just word life bond. Yes. Uh, it It's not. But for those people that they're not going to accept anything, any results, anything over five wins, and they're going to be mad, as stupid as that sounds to say. Uh, but I'm a firm believer in and and letting things see how things pan out because uh as we talked about a little bit like i don't want to go too much into depth about that if you want to listen to last night's podcast go to carnalsportzone.com <laughs> right and at the top you know i gotta get my stuff in of course but uh cheap pop but it's like this you, you normally give any as a football player i had a coach my freshman year we went we went four and seven uh, it was my first year playing high school football. Uh, it was his first year coaching at that level. Uh, they fired him. We got a new coach in the next year. It took us three seasons to get used to, to everything. And we're kids, so we don't know. We don't necessarily pay as much attention as we should to everything. Right. But my, my senior year, we're ranked second in the state. We had a nine game. We only lost, we played Trinity in the opening game and lost ten to seven. We almost had them beat. Dropped the Hail Mary in the end zone to lose to them. Won the rest of our regular season games and then went off into the playoffs. Um, and then we just lost a horrible team because we thought we were going to beat them real bad. Again, it's kid stuff. It is what it is. But it takes a while for a new coach to come in. And, yes, whereas you can blame partially Sat for not having a quarterback on the roster because Malik – people a lot of people don't remember. He, he wasn't necessarily supposed to be a quarterback here. He kind of got – Pushed into that situation when Puma got hurt. He he was a quarterback coming out of high school, but they wanted to convert him into running back when he got here because they knew he was explosive and could get some nice plays on the field. But circumstances happened, and then you had Jordan Travis leave, and then Chuba decommitted, and it's it, and then McCaffrey decided to go play ball at Rice where he could go. Uh, four for for 27 less than 100 yards <laughs> yeah like 69 no not 69 uh 79 nice. and a half yards uh, perform. <laughs> but at the end of the day he still should have had a, a, a but that's why i'm not willing to give him the pat i'm willing to be so so with him because yeah a lot of that's not been under, a lot of that has been out of his circumstances uh or circumstances out of his control but like Evan's not a hundred percent right now, and you could tell just by the one series he got in the other day, right. he didn't feel comfortable. Uh, I'd like to see Brock Doman get a shot at some. Point. I would too. I, I really. I mean, they they talk like he's got a good arm. I mean, at some point, I, there's bad thing is unless you're absolutely blowing a team out or getting blown out. Hopefully, it's the other way around. You're probably not going to see you know Satterfield take a chance. On, on Doman, so no, you're you're right, you're right, and uh, so I, I, at the end of the day, to answer your initial question, um, it, a bowl a bowl appearance don't even have to be a win, even though the negative Nancys if we lose the bowl game, we like get them out of here. But um, <laughs> you know, I, I, I'm I'm okay with a bowl appearance, yeah. six wins, I'd be okay with, but. There's something – the only – I know I sound like I'm flip-flopping even on the air here, and I did that last night too. The only reason I'm so torn is because the state of recruiting for the program is broken. Yes, it is. We, we've, we've torn some bridges down in the state. 
there's a guy out there that me and you both have talked about that we know that could come back and, and almost repair those bridges overnight. Uh, but I just don't, I mean, I mean, it's all, hi, it's all hypothetical. It's all hypothetical. I mean, we're two games into the season. So, I mean, you, right. you know, you and I are on this, we're on this island that it seems like there's only so many people on right now that people are jumping off every day. And that's, you know, this was always kind of a money year that people have been talking about and people won't let the money year manifest. I mean, right. uh, you can't, I, I look back to like USC when in Sam Darnold's freshman season, when they went like 0-3 and and won the next eight games and went to, um, I think it was the Rose Bowl and and beat Penn State. And I'm not saying that's going to happen by any means, but I, I kind of like resonate with those feelings of feeling torn because you see where the positives are, but you also see where the negatives are. And that's kind of where, like, I wonder, like I was thinking this today, if you're one of those fans that you see on social media and you could propose two scenarios where one of them is, Satterfield wins three games this year. He wins, um, you know, Duke and Syracuse, the two worst ACC teams, or he wins seven games and go to a bowl game. I'm more inclined to believe that the average fan wants the former. Yeah. Like, I, and, and, it, and it blows That's what I mean. my I mind. The worst case scenario for most fans yeah. is it that blows, he's successful this yeah. year. It blows my mind that we are at this point because we, we keep honing on, on this guy to, okay, why is he not winning? Then if he wins seven games, like, well, why is he winning? You know, now he's going to be here for I, – I really think – and I keep – I hate – keep bringing this up. The tune is a different song if Satterfield and the South Carolina debacle doesn't happen, obviously. And I, I think – I agree. I, I really think that that drove a wedge in things. And I think, um, you know, he was always walking on thin ice anyways with that happening. And it would take almost a seismic shift in – um, in terms of improvement, and uh, we'll t- we'll kind of transition into the overall state of the program and how we feel about that. Um, I want to discuss a little bit about uh, Built Bar before we get into that. Uh, Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever, Jeremy. If you haven't tried it, there's nine delicious flavors. Um, I actually just got uh, my first mix box, which is uh, two of each ones. They have flavors like salted caramel, peanut butter brownie mint brownie, double chocolate, coconut, etc. There's so many varieties of flavors, so there literally is a flavor for everyone. Not only are Built Bar flavors the best tasting, but they're healthy as well. Most of the flavors have anywhere from 17 to 18 grams of protein, only 130 to 180 calories, 4 to 5 grams of sugar, 4 to 5 grams of net carbs, so on and so forth. Be sure to go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your first order. Once again, that's use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. One more opportunity I want to bring to your attention is prize picks. If you're a college football fanatic, this is for you. It's daily fantasy made easy. I love it, and I know you will too. Prize picks is a leader in college sports daily fantasy, offering more college football props than any other service in the world. It even offers all of the star players at the Power Five as well as mid-majors. You, it offers any prop you can think of from yardage to touchdowns and even interceptions thrown. So basically you pick two to five players and an over-under on their projections, and you can win up to 10, th- 10 times on any entry, and it's literally just you versus the projected numbers. Price Picks allows multi-sport entries, so you can take the over on LeBron one night, combine that with the under on Patrick Mahomes in the same entry, Entries can be made in less than 60 seconds. It's that easy. It's safe and offers fast withdrawals. So don't hesitate. Check out pricepicks.com or go to your app store and download the app today. Price Picks is daily fantasy made easy. 
So we'll transition into the final segment of this show where I want to kind of discuss the overall state of the program and how we both feel about it. Once again, I'm with CSE founder Jeremy Wallman. Um, in terms of what your thoughts are on the program, and I, I would assume they're kind of as torn as mine and, and, you know, in judging based on, you know, how you spent the last segment, just what are kind of your, over, what, what are your feelings, you know, game three in year three or year one and a half, as you call it, of Satterfield and, um, you know, what are kind of the deciding factors that you're focusing on moving forward that can kind of sway your opinion? Well, first off, I expect uh, for a box of those bars to be on my front porch tomorrow. So <laughs> they're good, uh, man. I got to be honest. They, they're they a little expensive, but you're always going to pay for good quality. And uh, the bundle package is great. So I'll have to bring some over for you. Well, that, that's just, you know, a lot of people don't think about stuff like that. But even uh, one of the other co-founders, Justin Rank, you know, he, he sells – Advocare, I think, shakes and their their shakes are are freaking phenomenal. Right. I don't know if your sponsor has shakes too. If so I don't I'll think try so. them out too. Just send them to <laughs> I don't it. think so. I'm, okay, I'm that's good. fine. Uh, <laughs> but here's where I'm kind of standing now because I'm stuck in a in a place of heart versus head versus logic. Right. Because uh, I was the third founder of CSC, Steve Rummage. We uh, we were talking yesterday. And I sat there and I had an epiphany. I said, do you remember that season three after Bobby left the first time was with the coach that starts with a K that will not, uh, we will not name. Remember how that season ended up? It ended up with him being fired with a blowout loss. I said, do you realize this is season three after Bobby left the second time? And he's like, I did not think about that. And who do we play in the last game of the year? The, the Smurfs, which by right. the way, and I'm gonna call him out. He's my friend. I'm gonna call him out. My guy, uh, he's contributor at Card Chronicle and College Be- Baseball Net. Matt Sefkovic uh, says we're gonna lose the, that game by four touchdowns. I mean, no, no, that's what he said. And I told him, I said, I'm gonna make you pay for that. I'm gonna say that on national radio, and people are gonna hear that. But I don't think so. And I told him that, but. I almost am at a point where I have rationalized to myself, well, you remember what happened after Kay got fired? Hired strong and uh and then we had a so that part of me is like, well, maybe we can get uh a certain, a certain there's guy. there's a couple names floating out there that I think I would be fine with any of them, but I guess I don't really even feel like comfortable talking about that just because I I, I want to give Sat his credit for you know, year three to just see how it goes. You know, you and I are kind of in the let's wait and see. But I, I think one of the main differences in in that parallel that you're bringing up, and the, it's the fact that the the I keep bringing you know the state of the program, like the focus on it. When Bobby left the first time, compared to when Cragthorpe left, I feel like the overall quality on the roster was night and day. You know, worse off. I feel like when Bobby left the second time to where Sad is now, I mean, I feel like you know, Sat is starting to, you know, replenish the depth that Bob, you know, the lack that Bobby left. And I feel like that, you know, the state of the roster is in two total different spots. So I feel like I'm more inclined. I'm not saying we're going to get a Charlie Strong level higher to where year three we're in like a BCS setting. But I feel like, I mean, the roster is going to be well off next year. The only thing you got to worry about is the quarterback position. Now, granted, that's the most important one. But 
I mean, overall, the roster run the ball every play next year. That's that's what frustrates me is the fact it would be different if this team just flat out didn't have talent and they were struggling. They've got the talent. I mean, we've seen it. These guys can ball, but we talked about the play calling. We've talked about kind of it's almost like a deer in headlights look in the very beginning. You know, Justin Marshall said in his press conference on Tuesday evening that, uh, you know, basically we were, you know, caught up in the hype of, you know, the Mississippi game. And that just can't happen. I feel like that that's a that's a preparation thing. So, I mean, what are some of the factors that, like, what has to change for you to, you know, feel better about the program? I mean, I'm assuming, you know, the way you talk, it's not, you know, just a new head coaching hire. Because, I mean, we, I mean, I would like to see Seth do well here. Um, I'm not one that wants to run him off unless at the end of the day it has to happen. He just – I'll tell you, I have been on the keep him, give him a chance train the whole time. And then I heard him do his press conference Monday. Very unexpiring. And he just seemed like he didn't want to be here. And he seemed like he had been beat down uh, with a bat. And uh, he just did not seem like, – like you said, he seemed very uninspired. Uh, the answers were not what the fan base was looking for either at all. No. And, and, and unfortunately, going all the way back to the South Carolina fiasco, he didn't, he didn't produce answers quick enough for the fan base. When he did, they were just kind of like, and then he lied to to Vince, and Vince went to bat for him, and, and Vince finds out on social media, like, wait a minute, then it happens. You, That's yeah. Lied. So it's like, it is what it is for me though. What has to change on the field is fo- we have to focus preparation, like you said, because that's the one thing you could always say about Louisville football up until the last six seasons. If there was a big game, we were going to win. We felt like we were going to win that. And most of the time we did win that. So preparate, we got to get the preparation back on point. And I'm not sure he can prepare for division one football. I think, you know, a lot of people always equate him to, being a good dude, I think I've met him before. But he really seems like dude. a great guy. I mean, love him, love him. But some people are meant to be mid-major coaches, and some people are, are meant to be power five coaches. And I haven't seen anything yet that would lead me to believe that he's a power five coach. But with that being said, I would be a hypocrite going back to what I said earlier if I don't give him a little bit more time to prove. And I'm willing to give him the rest of the year. But I'll tell you something that a lot of people haven't talked about that I think that is screwing up their focus is the uh, the name, image, and likeness stuff. These kids are worried about – I can't even – and I won't tell you which players. The whole two weeks, 50 players have contacted me, Jeff, or TJ about pictures, even after the loss. Do you get pictures? Uh, do you know anybody? I've had eight – people uh eight athletes contact me about doing a name image and likeness deal with cardinals which we may do that later on but not during the football season i just don't think the focus is there i think they're thinking about too many off the field things and that's what's got us so far but that could be rectified that could be fixed yeah i agree and um i mean overall i thought that um you know, I think that, you know, winning obviously cures everything, but it's yeah. a little bit of an interesting situation. Um, I'll definitely, like, like I was, um, I mentioned last week, uh, I want to get Jeremy on a weekly, weekly segment just because I value his football knowledge and just value his presence in general. It's about but, time. Uh, 
<laughs> You've been on for this long, and this is the first time I've been on, and I'm kind of mad. Granted, I just started getting just started getting special guests on. I got Quay on, but after that, it's it's been kind of it's it's been hard to kind of figure out the the new software and format. But we'll definitely have been on the first episode. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> I'll leave it there. That's very very fair. This is Cardinal Sports Zones founder Jeremy Walman. I do want to give a quick couple of shout outs before we get out of here. The first one being to the Locked On Bets podcast. Um, hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get all the daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team, favorite pick, et cetera. Be sure to follow that podcast brought to you by betonline.ag. And it's ironic because I give this podcast a shout out every time I bring you all some content. Um, also give some love to the CSZ podcast, the most recent one, like Jeremy said, one of the more successful ones in quite some time. Um, a lot of great stuff there with a great mess, mesh of personalities. So you get your weekly Cardinal sports news all along with some comic relief and a lot of, you know, just good bro talk. So go, be sure to go check that out over there. Um, Jeremy, do me a favor before we get out of here, plug the listeners in with your social media and some parting thoughts. First off, not only do you get all that when you listen to the Cardinal sports Zone podcast, but either Wes or Sam, We'll, we'll throw a cuss word in there for you for free. <laughs> um, after dark. See, it's the after dark. If you all could have only heard the entire podcast. Now, we had to cut like 20 minutes out of it because right. after we recorded the podcast, um, I was notified by some people, hey, the stuff we told you earlier, don't let it out. They're very lucky <laughs> because we had already talked about it. But that's not the first time that's happened. We've got very sensitive information. There's been a couple of podcasts I've got mad at somebody, like gave it to them, and then I've edited that out. But no, uh, you can you can ch- uh, you can find you can find all the episodes on all your uh, all your podcast avenues. I feel like I'm wrapping up our show uh, <laughs> individually. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Jeremy underscore CSC, and the website is at Card Sport Zone on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook is Cardinal Sports Zone. Yes, sir. Like I said, that is Cardinal Sports. I guess I should say co-founder of Cardinal Sports Zone. Yes, Jeremy Wallman. I didn't. Like, I didn't like. Yeah, you said that, and I was like, oh, I never knew that. I thought they they contributed. I didn't know of their role in the grand scheme of things. But shout out to Justin Rankin, Steve Rumage as well. That's going to wrap up this Wednesday edition of the show. We do have a bonus episode that's being posted later on today with another special guest that you'll want to hear ahead of before this weekend's Louisville Live. So be sure to check that out and uh, be sure to like, rate, and subscribe to the podcast on whatever avenue that you so choose to use. That's going to wrap up this episode, and we'll see you again tomorrow.